Welcome to another episode of Heroes and, a podcast where we talk about heroes and comics, movies, TV shows, and how no good deed goes unpunished. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. I'm Cody. And I'm Andy. And for today's episode, we are talking about heroes and top five relationships. But before we get into that discussion, we want to first play a game with uh, with you guys, the listeners, but really it's a Really, it's a rivalry that's building up between Cody and I. I don't know if I. you can call it a rivalry <laughs> because I've taken you to school I both know. times. I know. I'm really hesitant. I mean. <laughs> I'm really hesitant on on playing again. But uh, we're going to do a segment right now called just Marvel Cinematic Universe Trivia. So for this, uh, Cody and I, we just go back and forth and asking each other um trivia based on the cinematic universe of the marvel movies and uh, there are different categories that we can pick from so we have iron man captain america thor hulk the avengers as a whole and then villains um so typically the way we do this is the first person to score three points so uh i say we go with that i'm really <laughs> laughing and nervous because you have destroyed me. this might well, be your shot of redemption i you know never, i'm almost you never know i'm almost tempted to say like if i lose this one like we're not playing this game until next year like 2017 next year for, for um so um a whole year <laughs> but anyways uh cody uh before we get into the trivia game how you feeling man i'm a i'm a little congested and a little uh you know got sick got okay. a, little, a little bit of a cold okay you know? so uh you know i'm all right I'm all right so, so listeners just you know keep that in mind cody's not 100 percent. so, so maybe this is my opportunity <laughs> in a moment of weakness yeah it's my opportunity to strike while he's down no um so if you're wondering why does cody maybe sound a little bit different for that uh but he's a trooper so he's in a record this episode anyways and uh, all right let's just jump into the game um since you won Cody, the past two rounds, but really because you won the last round, I'll give you the choice, your choice. Do you want to ask first or do you want to answer first? I will ask the first question. Okay, so uh, so I would love to hear a question uh, based on, uh, gosh, Captain America. All right. Uh, what item does Steve Rogers use to defend himself? Against the bully who tries to beat him up in the alley behind the theater. A trash lid. Yeah. A yeah. trash can lid. Yeah. Yes. Look at you. I'm on the board. <laughs> That's, I think I tied my record <laughs> so far in this game. Um, all right. Sweet. This is what it feels like. I'm so excited. All right. So I finally got one right. Uh, CP, your uh, turn. Let's go. Let's go Thor. Thor. Okay. All right. Uh, sh- name the enchanted suit of armor that protects Ad- Asgard's weapons vault. The destroyer? Are you, is that a question or is that your answer? I'm trying to think. The destroyer. Okay. Yes, you're right. I'm, I'm like, that, it's like, I feel like it's a trick question because the, the destroyer has been an answer before. I I don't I didn't write this question. But the destroyers, I don't I don't know if it's considered a suit of armor. 
I guess it be, protects, but like but just like a castle, like a suit of armor, it's like the guards. Yeah, there. but that's something somebody wears. Nobody wears the destroyer. But that's why I said enchanted. That's why it's there, there in the question. <laughs> oh, no, it's enchanted, so it's, it's magic. magical. It's magic. I, <laughs> all right, I'm I, up. I'm that up. magic is tricky. You got the listen. You got the point. All right, I wouldn't okay, be complaining yeah, too much. Um, I'll go. I'll go next. Let's go. Let's go. Hulk. All right. Uh, what company developed the sonic cannons used to subdue the Hulk? Oh gosh, that's weird. Uh, oh, I'm torn between two possible answers. Uh gosh, was it Stark? Stark Industries. It was Stark Industries. Heck yeah! This is my round. I feel so, it. I was. All, I almost said the military. You know, <laughs> just like uh, like the army, duh. But then I was like, that doesn't so, make sense. So <laughs> what happens if both of us get three? We have to go out of five. Then I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, for my next one, I'm going to go Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay. What drink do Tony and Rhodey share on the plane to the weapons demonstration? Oh, gosh. I know this. Oh, my gosh. I know this. Uh-oh. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Dang it. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing? <laughs> As I say uh, with a big grin on my face, no answer? Uh, frick. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Hot Sake. That's the name of the I drink. think it's Saki. That's what Sa- there you go. Excuse me. Dang Hot it. That's sake. what I was going to say. Yeah. I just didn't. That sounded You thought You had it? You it thought it? It sounded. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is it. I can win it. I can win it right now. Yes, I got to make sure I pick a good one. All right. All right. I'm going to go with, uh, gosh, villains. I don't know why I'm going villains, but I just Villains. Won. Come on, bad guys. What is the name of the character who commands the Ten Rings in the film Iron Man? <laughs> oh, my god! I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh! One more time. What's what's? Can you ask the question one more time? What is the name of the villain oh, the name. who can who commands the ten rings in the film Iron? Man? You know what's frustrating is I just saw Iron Man uh, recently, and yeah. I was trying to pay yeah. attention to as many things as I could <laughs> for the sake of next time we play this game potentially. Oh gosh! If you get this, I would be impressed. I would. I wouldn't get this question. Uh, it's like. I, mean, I see the guy. He gets scarred. He's not that big of a deal. In the, yeah. In the scope of, I mean, when you get killed by a bald guy. I just realized that. Oh gosh. Oh man. Uh, I got nothing. 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 Final answer. Final answer. I got nothing. <laughs> Raza is his name. Raza. Yeah. Like close to Raza Al Ghul. Raza. <laughs> Like it sounds. I mean, it's good. a it's a like you know, shady organization. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ten right. rings, Mandarin stuff. You know? All right, what I, don't, we... I don't really understand it. So. All right, what's uh? Dang it! I could I had it. That was my chance. All right, Cody, what's your uh? What topic uh, do you want to go with next? I'm gonna category? go with with uh with the Avengers. Okay. Uh man. Okay. Name the actor who plays Vision. Who plays Vision? Yes. Paul Bettany. Yes, you're right. I I would dang it, <laughs> crap. 
<laughs> That's not even a hard one. I know. I would have I would have not remembered his last name, so I was hoping that you would have not remembered <laughs> no. his last name. No. Okay, dang it. Okay, here we go. I he's could, not just Vision. He's Jarvis. He's I, been there from the right, beginning. We okay, get listen. it. You know your Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Okay. Back to me. So we're even again. We're even. We're tied up. Okay. Now, Cody, <coughs> who, who went first? Remind me who. You went first. Okay. So if you get this one right, you then st- I you have still to get a chance. I still get one okay. chance. I have to get my next question right. Wrong. Okay. All right. And so I guess we just we just go back and forth at yeah, that point. So all right, I'm gonna go with Iron Man. Oh dang, this is an easy one. Oh, I think. I oh think. my gosh. Uh, what actor plays Bill Colson? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, it's my. like one of those ones where you know you should know it, right? I don't know it. There's just, <laughs> I'm not gonna waste time. I don't know. Yes. At first, I first I, it, it could be just the sickness that you have, but I thought you said Bill Colson at first. I'm Bill. like, I don't even know Bill Colson. <laughs> I'm like, I've never even heard this character. I'm really bad, but it's Phil Colson. I don't know what's the name. Clark Gregg. Yeah, that guy. You know why you would know that if you if you watched Agents of Shield. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would know that. All right, uh, you're up next, man. Dang it! Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go, villains. Villains. Okay. I really hope I get this question um, right. Oh my gosh. This one's a really hard one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this one's a really hard one. Okay. Name three of the seven. Name three of the seven. Languages spoken at the Ten Rings camp where Tony is held in the film Iron Man. So there's, they, I know, I know. There's seven languages, languages <laughs> that are spoken at that, in that scene, the cave scene. Name three of them. Turkish? I just, I'm going to wait for you to give me off. <laughs> I'm not going to do one by one. That's not fair. I, <laughs> I feel like you... All right, you want me... Yo, is that one of your answers, though? Turkish? Turkish. Okay, No. All right, so then okay. I, did I already get the question wrong? Or I guess you got to give me chances to. Uh, I'll give you four guesses. I'll give you so you maybe you got to go three for three now. Okay, okay. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember which one. I know one of them is probably just Arabic. Yes. Okay. So one of those. You got one. You got um, to give me two more. Arabic. Uh, I feel like there's one that's like either like either an, a European kind of country or like <laughs> like not really lo- like any longer in the Middle East kind of I guess like a maybe an Asian country. This one's really hard. I don't know. There are a couple. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch. Uh, Russian, Mongolian. And there's a couple other ones I can't pronounce. So I'm not going <laughs> to pronounce them. Um, so I'm, uh, what's important here is that you got the answer, the question wrong. Uh, I'm up. I can, I need this one. I need this one. Uh, let's go the Avengers. I don't think I've said, I don't think I've picked that category yet. Uh, what vehicle does Nick Fury ride in on to help save Sokovia? What vehicle does Nick Fury ride in on to help save Sokovia? Some of this, that's not even from phase one. Yeah, that's not phase one. That's phase two. 
I have no Nick Fury. Yeah. What vehicle does Nick Fury ride in on to help save Sokovia? <laughs> the puzzled look on your face. I'm trying is, to recall like, the I scene. I just like I take I'm, a picture. I'm I'm the scenes aren't even coming to mind. A Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> Final answer. Yeah. <laughs> See I I feel like you could have, if I gave you some hints, you could have connected the dots, but I want to win, so I did not give you <laughs> No hints. connecting dots. So, <laughs> uh, it's a helicarrier. Okay. Remember, because the city's flying, Sokovia's yeah. up in the air, and he shows up in a hel- in one, uh, you know, uh, old yeah, helicarrier. I, I guess, I, I was thinking more ground, and I'm like, what in the world? Okay, that's why I was like, Rides I don't... in on a motorcycle? Yeah, and I'm like, that's White not horse. him. I'm like, that's not him. That's like Scarlet Witch, right? <laughs> so I was just throwing off. All right, you're, uh, you're go. All right. Now, you can win it now with this question. I if could. You, if you I get could. it right. Let's see. Uh, I don't think I've had a Hulk one yet. Let's go Hulk. Oh, gosh, this one might be an easy one. Dang it. All right. General Ross's office. Mm-hmm. Is in what famous government building? The Pentagon? Correct. <laughs> like, what other office would you think? Like, the White House? Like, come on. Yeah, anyone could have gotten that. Dang it. Oh, well, I Andy. suck again. <laughs> no way. You did a man. good job. And you, and you gave it your best. Oh, oh my gosh. I couldn't even beat you, beat you when you were, like, sick and stuff. Like, oh. You did a good job. You know, you, you almost won. Oh, my gosh. Too bad. Almost doesn't count, sucker. <laughs> Thank you. I'm three. three. I'm all for three right now. That's terrible. All, all right. All right. So, uh, as Andy said earlier, this week's episode, we are talking about heroes and top five relationships. And, yes, we do mean the romantic kind. Don't get me wrong. Han and Chewie are great together, but we're not talking about bromances here. We're talking about love and all of the greatness that goes along with that. Yes. Uh, and we're really just opening that up to everything from comics, movies, TV shows, all the things video we talk games. about. Video yeah. games. All the things we talk about. Uh, we're talking the great relationships that we see uh, in those. So, Andy, let me go ahead and toss it to you. Get us rolling with your first relationship. Uh, this one, I think you you guys, listeners who have listened, listened to the podcast on a regular basis, uh, you guys know this one's this one's coming and for my first one it's batman and catwoman um i just love this relationship a lot i think it's uh particularly in the dark knight rises but we also see it in comic books we see in the animated series we see in the video games we see in batman returns you know with michelle pfeiffer Mm -hmm. um and her you know when she played catwoman and um i don't know what it is but it's like uh I think one of the things I enjoy about that relationship is like I always feel like no matter what, like no matter who, um, whoever Bruce Wayne is maybe talking to or maybe, uh, you know, someone that has the attention of, of Batman, I always feel like no matter what, like I feel like Catwoman is always his girl. Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like that's like his main woman <laughs> if i can say that like that's his main like no matter what like and and we see him have relationships or love interests you know with with other people you know and whatnot pretty regularly yeah but i think for some reason i think no matter what if somehow it always comes back to catwoman and i think that's why i like the christopher nolan trilogy so much and i love 
particularly the Dark Knight Rises that we've seen him, you know, he has a relationship with, to some degree with, you know, with Tyler, um, Talia. Yes. And we have, we see, you know, that play out in that third film, but then we also like, that doesn't work out. Obviously we see that in the comics, you know, that relationship is still there to some degree, but, um, but really, you know, Selena Kyle, like Catwoman is his, that's his girl. Like, I just, I, I appreciate that. I always, I've, I don't know what it is, but I think it's a fun relationship. Do you think that it's the it's the, maybe the realm of or the the kind of mystery as far as like, I mean, I guess Batman knows who Selena Kyle like he knows Selena Kyle's Catwoman. But yeah. do you think some of the the fun of that relationship is that Catwoman doesn't know who Bruce is? Well, I, I mean, not so much in the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Well, she I, figures it out towards the end of Dark Knight Rises, but. I think I think there's a there is a sense of mystery in that relationship that long term wise in a healthy relationship you don't want that much mystery like there has to be a point where you can be 100% open and you can put yourself out there and whatnot <laughs> like for that relationship to be healthy but in in the sense in the in the small windows that we see that relationship play out in you know in the video games in the comics in the movies the mystery at that point, that it's fun. It's fair game at that. So point. you're saying that your wife knows you're Andy Funes. Yes, my, my, exactly. <laughs> my wife knows that I'm not only one half of Heroes and, but that I'm also dun 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 dum Andy Funes. And so she knows uh, your secret. Yes, yeah, she, she knows. So for me, that's my first one, man. Batman and Catwoman. Uh, Cody, how about you, man? What's your first one? Uh, mine comes from The Walking Dead, and I think some of this. Uh, making the list is just because of the amazing mid-season premiere yes. that just, uh, you know, as of when we're recording this, happened last night. Great episode from The Walking Dead. It reminds me why I watch the show, uh, you know, because sometimes I wonder why I watch the show. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the relationship that I'm thinking of is uh, between Maggie and Glenn in the mm-hmm. show. Uh, and we see it kind of start where they're just, you know, like they meet and she's a farm girl and he's a pizza delivery boy and they're just trying to survive the apocalypse and of course, their options are a little bit limited, you know, because yeah. the world is ending. But uh, I think it it grows to where, like, you know, eventually they get married, you know, uh, in the apocalypse, and they <laughs> they like they still want to, they still believe, it, you know, even in the apocalypse, even in all that's happened, they still believe in this concept of marriage, you know, and and in the the institution of marriage, and I think that's awesome. I think that. I think that through that you just see a, a really cool kind of progression of their characters to the point where they're they're like they depend on each on one another completely, you know, mm-hmm. and that they they sacrifice, you know, they sacrifice for each other. Uh and I think that it's a really, you know, amidst all of the sadness and depression of the walking dead, uh that their love story is is a very cool kind of uh dynamic and and it brings some brightness to the show even yeah. even when you're not necessarily looking for it yeah i think that's like again i don't f- keep up with it i don't follow it but just hearing that they're able to spend some time developing those two characters and that relationship to the point that they do get married i remember watching um you know the few f- uh, first episodes of season two and when that relationship is, is starting and beginning so to hear you say that they got married, like they got married in in the, in the midst, like you said, of this zombie apocalypse, that's pretty cool. That they still, you know, they thought it was that important that they wanted to still be forever with one another. You know, so I I appreciate that. Yeah, there's a moment when uh, when 
Glenn decides that he wants to marry her. The way he goes ring shopping is he's he starts looking at a bunch of walkers that are <laughs> girls <laughs> to, oh see, to see who has a nice ring. That's incredible. And then he takes a ring off of a walker and cleans it up because, you know, there's no more jewelry store. Like, at the time, they were living in the prison, I think, when yeah. they get married. So that's, <laughs> that's Yeah, but you so, can't go K's. Can't go Jared. Yeah, you can't go yeah. to none of those shops anymore at that no. point. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Maggie and Glenn is going to be my first my first relationship. Awesome. Uh, for me, my next uh, relationship that I really enjoy uh, and appreciate is Spider Man and Mary Jane. Uh, this is largely influenced because of the animated series, uh, the Spider Man animated series. Uh, if you no guys love for Kirsten Dunst, huh? Um, I mean, I. I, I let me explain. Let me let me explain. It, it started with the animated series. That's when I first started really learning about Spider-Man and that whole world that is Spider-Man, the comic book world. And so that really was the first love interest that I saw Peter Parker, you know, have. And and so, you know, that just continued to play on. And so when they decided to make the movies, like for me, I was like, "Oh, cool! Like, yeah, they they casted Kirsten Dunst. You know, it's gonna be Mary Jane." And I was just, I was still for it. Like, I had no issues whatsoever that that's who they, you know, picked as his love interest. Um, but I just really, I I like that relationship a lot. I like the fact that um, there comes a point where she doesn't know that Spider Man is Peter Parker, but then there is a point that she realizes that it is Peter Parker, and then they still like that relationship continues even after that Mm -hmm. which is i think it it adds no another you know dynamic to it and unlike batman and catwoman you know mj she's just a normal person you know she doesn't have any powers or abilities or anything like that so you know it really is you know she's just living a normal life and peter parker is living a normal life and but then when it's time to suit up and be spider-man that's a whole nother you know like everything opens up and everything's impossible at that point um, so I really, I just really like that relationship. I think again, it's because of the animated series, and um, I, they did that show really well. And so, if you haven't seen it, I, I recommend seeing it. I think it's on Netflix right now. You can stream it, or you can check it out. Maybe like Movie Stop or Use Bookstore, or Use Movie Store, and you know you can buy the you know DVDs of it. Um, but they're they're really good, and they're pretty you know comic book accurate for the most part at the time you know the spider-man comic books that were coming out they were taking that straight out of the pages and just you know plugging in those storylines into the tv show now andy why why mary jane versus gwen stacy because you know we see in the comics and you know in the amazing spider-man movies it's peter parker and gwen stacy at first you know and yeah uh before mary jane why do you prefer mary jane over um gwen I think I think it's because to me when I first got when I was first introduced to Spider-Man the first person that I learned that was his love interest was Mary Jane. And so to me it was like, "Oh, okay, that's 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 Spider-Man's girl. That's his, you know, that's his girlfriend or his wife, you know, whatever wherever they are in their relationship at that point." Mm-hmm. Um but then when the Amazing Spider-Man came out, and then when I actually when I learned that really he had a a relationship first with someone else called Gwen Stacy, and that how she tragically died, be, you know, at the hands of the Green Goblin, then all of a sudden I was like, oh wow, there! It made me appreciate the history 
of that relationship. But I, mm-hmm. I just saw it as something in the past. I never read those comics. I never, you know what I'm saying? Like I was never really seeing that, that play out the way I did with, you know, Spider-Man and Mary Jane. And I will say again, I've said it before, the love story in both amazing Spider-Man and amazing Spider-Man two is my favorite part of those two movies. And so I think, I think the chemistry between, you know, between those two actors, uh, you know, actor and actresses were, you know, it was perfect. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. And it, it helped that they're, I think they're still dating in real life. I'm not sure, actually. I know they but were at the time. At, yeah, at the time they were dating. And so the chemistry was there because it was it was, it was was real. And so um, that really, you can see that coming off the screen. Um, but yeah, to me, it's always it's always going to be Mary Jane as his first as his first love interest. Um, so that's why they're my my number two top five relationship. Uh, Cody, what's next, man? What what's the next relationship you have? Uh, the next one that I would like to talk about is Oliver and Felicity. In you're speaking Arrow. on behalf, yeah. On, I, I mean, really, so many people. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just call it what it is. Uh, so if you if you haven't if you're not watching the show Arrow, uh, Oliver is the Arrow. He's well now the Green Arrow. Yeah, uh, is a is a mantle that he's officially adopted. Uh, but uh, Felicity Smoke was a character that was created. For the show specifically, she wasn't in the comics up mm-hmm. until this point, uh, and they made a couple characters, you know, fresh for the show Arrow. But uh, yeah. when we first meet her back in uh, back in season one of the show, she's an IT girl for Oliver's father's company. Yeah, uh, and occasionally Oliver is having her like you know figure something out. You know, whether like typically it's always like either tracking where the uh, call was made from mm-hmm. or finding the data on this hard drive that's been busted up or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature, you know. And so, uh, but then we see her become involved with Team Arrow, you mm-hmm. know, and and be really Oliver's, you know, kind of eyes in the sky, I guess, you know, as you could say, yeah. uh, while he's out being Arrow. And then uh, we see them begin to fall in love, you know, in the, in the most recent seasons and the season that is currently happening. And so uh, it's, I think what's so cool in that relationship is, is you have Felicity who's very, she's very bright and she's, and she's intelligent and she's, uh, and she's funny mm-hmm. and witty. Next to Oliver, who's dark and brooding, <laughs> yeah. and and you know he's got this huge physical presence because mm-hmm. he's you know Stephen Amell's massive, yeah. Um, and so you just it's like, and he's got this you know this troubled past. And, and both of their pasts are somewhat troubled, but yeah. Uh, just seeing them, you know, kind of make up for what the other is lacking, I think is is really beautiful. Um, because I, I think you don't always see that, you know, necessarily. You don't, like, uh, there's time, there's moments that Oliver is having, you know, he's thinking that he needs to either, he needs to go back to his his previous ways of, of killing. And Felicity reminds him yeah. that, no, you like you need to be the hero that that Star City deserves. You yeah. Know, you, you need to be this this green arrow because the the way that the vigilante did it and the way that the arrow did it, weren't as effective as they needed to be and yeah. so i think it's just really cool to see that i i like that you said it um they do balance each other out uh that's of, of the span of four seasons now man you can really see how much that relationship has grown which is i think as a viewer that's rewarding you know we're kind of we're in it we're in that relationship that we can see 
um very soap opera you know like a you know like cheesy you know teenage love story type of way but mm-hmm. um you can see hey when one person is is not um you know when one person's weak in that relationship the other person is strong to help the other, the other one out you know you we can see it play out if if one person is being rude or selfish it's like it's almost like they're being rude and selfish to us and we're like wait why are you <laughs> why yeah. are you treating you know felicity like that or why are you tr- treating oliver like that you know and so it's almost like we're so invested that we could almost we stand up in defense of the other person whoever may right, be right you know getting hurt or whatever it may be um but that yeah that relationship it it's incredible to see uh, where it where it started from and then where it is now um and as a viewer I, again i know some people don't like some of that the you know the cheesy love story you know dynamics of of that show but um if you do like it then i think that relationship um has a big payoff in it now that we're like you know four seasons in and so now we're now we're invested so um so yeah so your number two one more time cody uh, the Oliver Queen and Felicity Smoke. Nice. Um, my next top, uh, my next pick for top five relationship is a wrestling relationship. Cody, I know. Wait a minute. I know. I snuck this one in there. Um, oh <laughs> this will be quick. Uh, so wrestling fans know this, but this is pretty much one of the more modern relationships that we've seen um, come into play, and that's Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Again, if you don't watch wrestling, just I won't talk too much too long about this. Uh, bear with me. Uh, but what started off as um, actually what started off as just a gimmick, something for the sake of the storyline of the wrestling show, because it is fake. And so um, what started? Wait a <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, too. I know, I know. Um, but what started off as just a gimmick and just being for the sake of a storyline and you know, creative elements to the wrestling show that, you know, was happening during the late nineties and early two thousands actually became something real. And so triple H and Stephanie McMahon, you know, they, they, that relationship, that relationship came to be, uh, it was all just part of the show, but then they were spending more and more time together and they actually, something was there. And so they legitimately got married. They have, kids i think i think they have three girls and so like that's that's the family right now like that's um that's the wrestling family that the you know kids who are watching wrestling now they're gonna grow up and they're gonna see these guys as a wrestling family like the way i grew up watching vince mcmahon and you know that being the wrestling family these guys who are growing up now are going to see Triple H and Stephanie as the wrestling family. And so it's just, it's bizarre. It's, it's weird how it all came to be just in the actual storyline. It's crazy. I mean, it's not really like we've seen that. I I feel like we see that a lot. Like, you know, even with, we mentioned earlier with Gwen Stacy, you know, uh, like we see that people like start working together and they start dating. So it's, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's, I guess it's just funny that it's some reason it's funny that it's in within the realm <laughs> of wrestling. I think that's what it is. I think it's <laughs> weird and bizarre and strange because it's in the wrestling world, and so you're kind of like already it's kind of gimmicky, you know, so just because it is what it is. And so to see that, oh wait, something really happened there, and something real, you know, like okay, like that's that you don't see that too often. And so, uh, so yeah, so I'll I'll stop my wrestling rant at that point, but. Uh, for my again, my mine uh, relationship for for this one number three 
is uh, Triple H and Stephanie Mc- Stephanie McMahon. Cody, I want to turn to uh, Harry Potter. Oh uh, no! <laughs> now you snuck this one in. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, kidding, Harry Potter. Uh, that definitely fits more than Rest. wrestling. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, Andy. Uh, but I want to talk about Hermione, uh, Hermione Granger, and Ronald Weasley. Ronald, that guy. Ronald Weasley. <laughs> uh, so I, I really appreciate. It. I know uh, maybe not necessarily a fan favorite as far as. That they that they became together or that they ended up together, mm-hmm. uh, but I was definitely I was all for it from the beginning. I think that I think that it's really fun and you, like you see that in the movies there they have that kind of like that relationship where they don't really like each other, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the first especially in the first movie, and then you know like where they're just kind of making fun of each other a little yeah. bit. Uh, and then you see later on uh, in four where Ron is like, like he's starting to be like, I kind of like Hermione. And then he's like a little bit of a jerk about it because he's an adolescent boy. Boys don't know how to. (laughs) Boys don't know how to communicate. Yes. Uh, And so you see like you see that played out. And then by the end of the franchise, you see that they they end up together, you know, in in book seven or, Mm -hmm. you know, the last two movies. Uh and then you see that they end up, you know, we, or we know that they end up getting married uh, yeah. and, and raising a family together. But I think it's just, I think it's, you know, it's, I guess, similar to Oliver and Felicity where they, you know, uh, Hermione is very much, she's she's book smart and she she knows her stuff as far as spells and magic and, yeah. and everything within that world. And then you have Ron who is loyal to the end, you mm-hmm. know. And willing to do whatever it takes for his friends and dedicated to his family. And so I just feel like that's, I, I think that they go well together and they work well together for those reasons. Uh, despite the fact that Ron, you know, doesn't even come close to being able to, you know, on an intelligence level, uh, he's he's not necessarily, you know, anywhere near Hermione. Mm-hmm. Not that Ron's stupid. Like, I'm not trying to say, that, <laughs> no. I'm not trying to say Ron's not intelligent, but, you know. Compared to Hermione, he's yeah. he's not there. Yeah, I uh, it it is again only seeing only watching the movies. It is really entertaining to see those first few movies and how they are like almost like teasing each other and like being punks and brats to each other and like you know like just taking like these little, small little cheap shots and whatnot mm-hmm. in a very like elementary. Like yeah, I mean, juvenile you think way. at the time like, they're eleven. Yeah, like, like in the first book, they're or first. You know, when they go to Hogwarts, they're eleven. Yeah, and so you know, rightly so for the for their age. You know, that's how they treat each other. But you know, kind of like in elementary school and middle school, like the person that teases you or maybe you know picks on you if they're of the opposite gender, like. It's you know it's just almost a safe bet because they like you <laughs> you know like so it's and that's again that's the only way they can communicate that at the time but um so it's kind of it, it's it's really funny to see that the that relationship at the early stage when there was nothing there but then to see that um you know that where that goes um but Cody let me ask you this uh, speaking in that relationship uh did you did you ever want it to be uh, or ever thought it should have been maybe Harry instead of Ron for that relationship with you know with Miss Granger. Um, I I think there was there were moments where I personally wanted it to work that way. I don't think that that ever would have worked in the realm of the way the books and just the way the story set up because 
I feel like if you have Ron, or if you have the three of them, right? Yeah. You know, you have Harry, Ron, and Hermione, mm-hmm. who are these three compad, you know, co- compatriots. Yeah. And then if they all, if Harry and Hermione started dating, then it's like Ron's out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do we need Ron here for? Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. just Captain Third Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at that point, like we know, who really cares about Ron when yeah. we have this awesome love story between <laughs> the boy who lived yeah. and the most intelligent girl <laughs> in the class. Like, we don't really need Ron Weasley. Sorry. I'll just it's, go back home with your hand-me-down robes. Is it, like, equivalent to, like, you know, the... Would it be, like, the uh, football quarterback? And if it was Harry Potter and Hermione, it would have been, like, the football quarterback and, like, the head cheerleader at that point? Right. You think, yeah, like, yeah. what's, like... Yeah, like, you, you just else? see those two together. Yeah. <laughs> there's not those two and... There's not those They're two and the, and, the, and the captain of the chess club. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, you don't you know, see like, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a good book. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, that'd be a good title of a story. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll work on that afterwards. But, um, but okay, but, but you did say... At times, you kind of thought maybe, yeah, you're, but I'm, I mean, I think that's just that's natural. just wishful thinking, yeah. you know, or or, or I, I mean, I I think that because we know that Harry's such a powerful wizard, yeah, we want him to be with uh, with someone of equal measure, mm-hmm. you know, in some way, and I think that we we kind of think, you know, or it's easy to think that because of Hermione's intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, she's able to match him in that regard. I do think that we that we learn that. Ginny, you know, Ginny Weasley, Ron's sister, who Harry ends up with, uh, that we see that she makes up for that in in her compassion yeah, and her dedication, you know, similar to that of Ron, mm-hmm. uh, but she makes up for that and, and brings that to the table uh, to match Harry, you know, yeah. and, and she's able to be with him and, and care for him and support him in, in all that he does because of that. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So that was your number. That was your next pick. Um, I think I'm I'm next, and this one again. This one's this pick for me. You know, top five relationships. This one comes straight from my childhood, um, so I'm just putting it out there. But um, my next relationship is Tommy, the Green Ranger, and Kimberly, the Pink Ranger. Uh, I first off, I love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. Um, but it, I, that was my show. I remember um, growing up and watching that. And I remember coming home every day after school and trying to watch it and catch the you know the show or, if, you know, Saturday mornings, you know, watch the new ones and all of that. And I mean, I just absolutely loved, loved that, uh, that show. And then um, just a little confession about me, Cody, but uh, Kimberly, if I if i stop and like try to remember and look back in my life kimberly was i will say it was my first like crush like of you know tv movie world you know what i'm saying like yeah. your first celebrity crush i guess i didn't even know what her real name was at the time when i was watching the show you just loved kimberly i just <laughs> i exactly i my heart just longed for kimberly no but i just uh that was my first crush i remember watching i just thought like she seems like a nice girl. <laughs> she was pretty, yeah. and she's a power ranger. Like, what else do I need? Like, this uh, is check, uh, check, and check. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah. So, you know, I had a crush on Kimberly, and then t- they introduced Tommy, this um, this new kid at the school who was 
you know, he was strong. The you know, he was able to compete against pretty toe to toe with the Red Ranger at that point. It was like, who's this guy? Like the Red Ranger's boss. Like, how is he gonna <laughs> compete with? Me? But then it was like, oh, it's the Green Ranger, and the Green Ranger is sick. Like, oh my! So immediately, no, Red Ranger is still the no, Ranger. Im- immediately, <laughs> for me at least, I was like, okay, Red Ranger, you're cool. I know you're the leader of the of the squad of the team. I get it, Jason. You're cool. Don't worry about it. But Tommy, like, he's the real cool, <laughs> the real cool one. And so, like, no, so that's why no, I, that's not true. <laughs> that's why I, I, he's I just, got a dinosaur on his helmet. The Red Ranger does. I know, but but so, listen, that's, I know, but the Green Ranger, the Green Ranger has the dragon sword, and he calls it with the, uh, the sword that he plays as a flute. <laughs> like it's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I just I, I so I had a crush on Kimberly. Tommy was when he came into the picture. I thought this guy is flipping cool. He's so awesome. And then they kind of, you know, they did play that out a little bit in the show. And so, um, to me, I was like, this is it. Like this is awesome. Like my my favorite ranger is is with the girl. Like that. That's all I want. This is it. <laughs> like keep on beating the bad guys, but then just keep on liking each other. Like I just thought as a that was it. And uh, so yeah. So I that's my uh, my number four relationship. Um, on this top five is uh, Tommy, again, the Green Ranger, and Kimberly, the Pink Ranger. All right. My next one uh, comes from the X-Men. Now, I wanted to put the disclaimer out there that most of my knowledge of this relationship is from the movies and, yes. and what we've seen in the in all of the X-Men movies so far. Uh, but that is Iceman and Rogue. Uh, we see they, you know, they kind of start to fall for each other in the first movie, you know, start to be interested, and then... Uh, we see that Rogue thinks she can't be with him, you know, because she can't touch anyone. Yeah. She, you know, she doesn't have control of her powers. And then uh, and then we see that they, you know, they ultimately end up back together, at least uh, in in the Rogue cut of yeah. Days of Future Past. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they I, I really appreciate that they, that, you know, they're accepting of, of each other just as they are. And that, you know, Iceman, despite Rogue's, you know, you know, killer abilities. Yeah. Uh, that he still wants to be with her and he still, you know, he still finds her, you know, finds value, uh, in, in her and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and finds worth in who she is both as an individual and as, as an X-Man. Yeah. I, uh, I loved, uh, and I was a big fan of that relationship. I thought it was really cool how that they all came, like that relationship came to be, which is why, for X Men: The Last Stand, the third one, when they um, introduce Ellen Page now as Katie, you know, right. as Katie Pride, and how then there was something now in between her and Iceman. Nah, potentially. Yeah, that, like that I was, was like, dumb. whoa, 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 who is this? Who is that this girl? Dumb. Like yeah. I was like, I was almost, not a fan. Yeah, again, very similar to like watching Oliver and Felicity on <laughs> on Arrow, like, I quickly got defensive. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, like, Rogue, like, go cut this girl. Like, right now, go get your man, you know. But I, And so, unfortunately, the way that played out in that third movie, um, it was a little disappointing. I mean, the way the whole third movie that's played true. out the was whole, a little bit. <laughs> that's really it. Uh, that's nicely I said. I don't know if this is the... <laughs> the way that it one might be scene... a problem... <laughs> But it's not the problem. Yeah, the way that one scene played out, really, the whole movie played out. <laughs> no, um, 
But so I, I just didn't like that. But then what's interesting, and Cody, maybe we can talk about this just for uh, quickly. Though you mentioned the rogue uh, cut. Yeah. Do, are we led to believe that Iceman is with, is he, he's with Katie Pride in that movie, right? But then he. I think he's, I don't think. I don't or is think he just not with, he's not with anyone. I think that he's still, I think in Days of Future Past, he's still with Rogue. Okay. But but either, at least in the in the theatrical cut, like in the normal version of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that he doesn't know he doesn't know where Rogue is, gotcha. or that Rogue has died. Okay, uh, but we see in the Rogue cut. For those of you who don't know, they they released a, a kind of a director's cut of the X Men Days of Future Past movie. Yeah, uh, in which they have the scenes that featured Rogue, mm-hmm. uh, and the storyline that featured Rogue in that movie again. Uh, so in that we see that you know that she kind of has to go get rescued, and she comes into the plan. You know, as far as how Wolverine is restoring the timeline uh, and saving the future. So, uh, but anyway, they do end up together in both in the ending of that anyway. That's true. You know, after Wolverine finishes. He, he ends up with who? Uh, with... I, Iceman ends up with Rogue. Okay. Because when, you know, at the, remember at the end of the movie, Wolverine wakes up mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's finally. Everything's corrected. Everything's corrected. Yeah. He's, as he's walking through the school, he sees them together. Okay, that's right. From, that's right. And it, you know, and this Wolverine, it's his first time yeah. seeing it. Like yeah. he doesn't, you know, because he's waking up in his body exactly as as it would have been. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The time travel gets a little. I will say, weird. yeah, it gets a little weird. I will say, until the road cut came out, I thought that he was with Katie Pride, and I thought that they carried that through from the third movie, from X Men Three: The Last Stand, but. Now that I come to think of it, I don't know if they. I don't think that there's hint, anything. Like, yeah, like I don't know if they they show anything to make to make the viewer believe I think that maybe it's, maybe it's assumed because yeah. they're together. Yeah, like, that's the only thing in the same place. I mean, yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, but uh, but I can totally see how that relationship for you, like just for anyone, like that's a really good relationship. Uh, so once again, that was Iceman and Rogue. Andy, let's hear your last one. Last one comes from the Star Wars universe and that is han and leia solo yes solo yes not organa exactly um i just i really appreciate this relationship and actually i just being honest with you guys the listeners and being honest with you cody i almost forgot about this as a like a big relationship in like the geek world um but then once i remembered it and i recalled it i was like oh yeah like that's that's a really good relationship and i I think why i why I picked it, why I like it a lot is because I feel like it's it's as cl- almost, and I say almost, um, it's almost as real as, uh, it's as close as they can get showing a relationship in a movie to what it actually looks like in real life, to, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I love how they could, how, I love how they tease one another and they can, you know, make fun of one another and take a you know just a a, a, you know a a small like cheap shot just here and there like all in good fun i think all in just messing with the other person but Mm -hmm. i think i think having that in a relationship is healthy 
Um, for those who know me, I mean, I don't I, think it's healthy healthy to call someone a scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> not all the time. Every <laughs> once in a while, let's, you know, let's humble the guy and uh, bring him down a little bit. But I think, um, you know, for you guys who know me, like I, I like to have a good time. I, I like to you know um be funny and try my best to you know point out the humor and things and so in my relationship with my wife i you know her and i we have to some degree some your wife's like, one of the funniest people i know Sorry, i know Andy. she has <laughs> yeah she had we have a similar sense of humor and so we're constantly like we're teasing one another we're messing with one another and um of course it's you know if you do it too much at you know, or too often, or the cheap shots are no longer just, you know, small cheap shots, but they're, if they're big cheap shots, you don't want that. That's, that's not, <laughs> you don't want that in a relationship. Um, but the, you know, if you can keep it in a playful manner, I think it's good. And I think that's why, you know, Han and Leia stick out because I feel like they really do love each other. They care about each other and, you know, they, they just, I think, I think they work. And I feel like for it being a mo- a relationship that's in a movie, I feel like it's it's almost it's pretty realistic of what of you know a real relationship looks like. Yeah, I mean we even see that in in episode seven, you know where and I'm not even gonna say spoiler alert because let's be honest, you've probably seen the movie at, so yeah. <laughs> at least uh, twice. So, uh, but you you know we see when when they're interacting again that Leia says you know to Han I always hated watching you or hated when you would leave and then Han says yeah I know that's why I did it like just, I think we see that we yeah. see that so many times you know like we we could see that happen in real life where just to you know just to kind of tease you know or play with the play with our you know partners emotions yeah you know someone would you know do things like that you mm-hmm. know like Han is kind of alluding to so yeah uh, but yeah I, I I think that one that one should make your list. Yeah. I, I support that. Yeah. So that's my that's my last pick. We have Han and Leia. My last one comes from Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh no! So now oh, I know, no. say what you will about that movie. No, being I'm slow. not even saying that. I, I'm not even alluding to that. I just I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to prepare my mind and so, more importantly my heart to uh, what so you're. The relationship say. is uh, is between Captain America and Peggy Carter. The Agent Carter that we you know that we know from the from the movies now or from rather from her show, mm-hmm. uh, but in, we see that that relationship, and I don't even know if you call it a relationship because they're not really ever together, like boyfriend and girlfriend, like boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. or you know like they don't get married, yeah, uh, because they never have time to. Oh my god! Uh, but so, uh, but you know we see throughout that movie there's there's kind of you know some flirting going back and forth you know and and. And there's some displays of interest, mm-hmm. you know, uh, throughout that. And then that that last scene, you know, of of that movie when uh, when Cap is about to crash the plane, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's talking to Peggy, is uh, whew, it's tough. Uh, that I don't know. I don't think I cried, but I I probably could have mm-hmm. um, during that movie. So like, it, I'm, if you've seen the movie, I'm sure that you can recall kind of what I'm thinking or what I'm talking about, but uh, they're kind of going back and forth and talking about uh, Peggy saying that there's got to be another way, like that there's got to be a way for Steve to not have to crash, not have to crash the plane and, you know, probably die. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Steve says that it's, that's the only way that's going to be able to be. And then, uh, and then Steve says he's going to need a rain check on the dance that they talked about, you know, having, and then Peggy says, 
uh, and I, I'm I'm reading the the script or reading from the script. But uh, Peggy says, "All right, a week next a week next Saturday at the Stork Club." Mm-hmm. And then she goes on to say, eight o'clock on the dot. Don't you be, don't you dare be late. Understood?" <laughs> so sad. And then Steve says, "You know, I still don't know how to play, how to dance." And then uh, she said, "I'll show you how. Just be there." And so they're making plans for a date that they that they'll never be able to have, and it's like, whew, and they like they both know it, you know, they like they both know that it's not going to happen, at least you know most like like yeah, you know, unless somehow Steve gets found and somehow he survives. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, he does. But uh, <laughs> and then you know we see later on in that in in that movie at the end, uh, after Cap wakes up, he he's interacting with Nick Fury. And then uh, Nick Fury says, you've been asleep, Cap, for almost 70 years. And he says, are you going to be okay? And then Cap says, yeah. Yeah, I just had a date. He still remembers, He still remembers. He still is regretting that date. And I think, personally, that if that movie would have ended with him going to Peggy and them having that dance. Okay. Here, there would what, not have been a dry eye in the movie here's, theater. Here's what I gotta say about that. Because they continue to play with our emotions in The Winter Soldier, and we see Peggy again. Right. And we now she's older, obviously. Right. And she's it's just like kids. she's and at this point now, she's not fully there. You know, she's you know, mentally she's not fully there. And so it's just another heartbreaking moment in that relationship that really, yeah. like you said, it wasn't, it's not like they were dating or nothing, but they just showed an interest at, in, you know, right. in one another. And it was just like, Oh, like, why are you doing this to me? Like that was right. really, yeah. And, and winter soldier, we see like, they're having that, you know, they're talking like normal. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, whether it's Alzheimer's or, you know, whatever Some, kind yeah, of yeah, something uh, like mental lines. breakdown that she's having, uh, you uh. know, she's, she's kind of checking out. So, that's tough. Well, uh, Cody, I appreciate you bringing down the mood for, <laughs> for your so, for your last pick, man. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, uh, sorry to sorry to get it all said. Anyway, they love each other. Is beautiful. Yes. Uh, but that's our episode for heroes and top five relationships. Let us know which relationships in geek culture that you guys love. You can always do that in a couple of ways on social media. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroesand or email us at heroesandpodcast at gmail.com. Just want to give you guys the new comics coming out February 17th. Uh, we have Tomb Raider number one. If you guys who love the video game series, this is continuing that, that storyline. So just where the second game just ended, Tomb Raider number one picks up right from there. Uh, we have also Superman American Alien number four. Uh, this is uh, kind of a retelling of Superman's origin, particularly particularly when he's um, a teenager, uh, you know, uh, going into, you know, he's in that, that age group. And so a young adult. And uh, it's just it's a good retelling of that origin story. And so number four comes out. And then lastly, we have Power Man and Iron Fist number one. Again, like we said on the last week's on last week's episode, Secret Wars just ended, and so every you know all those comic book storylines and issues are picking up with issue number one. So this is Power Man and Iron Fist number one for you guys who like the 
Netflix, um, you know, the TV universe that they have with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Uh, this is Power Man is Luke Cage and Iron Fist. He has his own Netflix show coming up as well. So uh, this is a good issue for those who may be interested in that storyline. And as much as you can, we would appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, review, and share our episodes on social media. And thank you to those who have reviewed uh, the Tony T and Godmons. Uh, we appreciate that and we appreciate your support. And again, uh, thank you for listening to Heroes and I'm Andy. I'm Cody. And, and we're, we're out. out. Thank you.